Welcome back, humans. Welcome to episode two. We are going to cover chapter two in a book called Remade for Happiness, written by Fulton Sheen and published by Ignatius Press. Let's get started. Chapter two is titled, What is God Like? Bishop Sheen goes through several examples of how people tend to view God. And the main focus is your view of God or how you think of God matters. Okay, so one example he uses is you seeing God as someone on a throne who sulks and pouts and becomes angry if you do not worship and glorify him. Another way someone could see God is as someone who will punish you if you do not praise him or go to church. Another way, perhaps you might see God as kind of grandfather who is indifferent to what you do and likes to see you go places and do things and does not care if you have a good time by doing good things or a good time by doing bad things so long as you enjoy yourself. And the last example he uses is maybe you only think of God in times of crisis as a vague ideal or a morale builder and in a time of peace as a silent partner whose name helps draw trade but who has nothing to say about how the business shall be conducted. And he concludes with none of these ways is accurate and if you see God in any of these ways, you won't be able to understand why you should worship him or how he can be good if he doesn't let you do what you want. So if you only think of God in times of crisis as some kind of vague ideal, this person up in the sky who helps encourage people to keep going when we're in a crisis, or when times are good, times are peaceful, God's just up there, and if you speak his name, he will help you along, but he has absolutely no say in how you will conduct your life, right? The other examples is seeing God as someone who just doesn't really care what you do with your life, so long as you're happy, and the more extreme ones are someone who is childlike and will throw a temper tantrum and punish you if you don't give him the praise and worship that is due him, or a God who will just punish you if you don't go to church, right? If you don't practice some kind of religion and you don't go to church, he's just going to punish you, okay? None of those are accurate. God is not a child who will throw a temper tantrum God is also not someone who is just indifferent to how you live your life. And God is not someone who we only talk to or think about when we need him, right? If you see God in any of those ways, it's going to be very, very difficult to understand why you should actually worship him and furthermore, how he can be good if he tells you to do something you don't want to do or to not do something you want to do. Continuing on, 
Fulton Sheen also explains why we should worship and what worship is. So he says, worship is equal to worth-ship, meaning it is a manifestation of the worth in which we hold another person. So when we worship another person, we are proving that they have worth or they have done something worthy of our praise. He gives some examples of applauding an actor or a sports hero who does something fantastic, you know, they're worthy of that praise. So in a sense, you are quote unquote worshiping them. He also gives another example of men showing respect to women by taking their hat off to greet them. This could also be something like opening a door, pulling out a chair, whatever. Something that people tend to think is dead today. They would say that's chivalry and chivalry is dead. But when Fulton Sheen wrote this, it wasn't dead. It was something that was still practiced. And he uses that as an example of a man is worshiping a woman. He's showing his respect for her value, for her worth by doing this action. Okay, so that in and of itself is worship. You recognize that this person has worth and you do something to show your respect or recognition of that worth, right? So then he says to worship God means to acknowledge in some way his power, goodness, and truth. We worship God when we do something that acknowledges God's power, God's goodness, and God's truth. Okay? And Fulton Sheen continues by saying, we have a duty to worship God, not because he will be unhappy if we don't, but because we will be unhappy if we don't. He explains very briefly that God doesn't need your worship. Okay? God doesn't need anything from you. You need to worship God because it is good for you. If you don't worship God, then you will be unhappy. He says, the basic reason there is so little worship of God today is because man denies he is a creature. Without a sense of creatureliness or dependence, there can be no worship. Okay? So if you don't recognize that you are a creature and that God created you, then you're not going to worship him. But because you are a creature... It is your duty to worship the creator. He also gives some examples of parents receiving gifts from their children and having those gifts, even though they're small, be worth more to the parent than someone else who gave them a very expensive gift. And he asks the question, why is this small trivial gift from your child worth more to you than something another person, another adult, bought you that was very expensive. Why? Because your children are worshiping you, he says. Because they are acknowledging your love, your goodness, and by doing so, they are perfecting themselves. That is, developing along the lines of love rather than hate, thankfulness rather than ingratitude, and service rather than disloyalty. So it's worth more to you because this child is showing you how much they love you. And they're acknowledging everything you have done for them. And furthermore, they are growing in a sense of gratitude, right? In a sense of loyalty. They are recognizing that this person has done so much for me and I should do something back. Okay? So it's worth more to you when they do that 
than when somebody who's on the same level as you buys you an expensive gift just because it's your birthday, right? That's not worth as much because they're just doing it because, oh, it's your birthday. Oh, I wanted to buy you something. You know, it's not so much out of recognizing how much you've done for them. It's just almost out of obligation. But you could say if that person does give you a gift out of respect for what you've done for them, then it would be worth more to you. Okay. So the point is, when a person recognizes something that you have done for them, and they show it in some way, it doesn't have to be just giving you a gift, but they take some time and in some way show you how much you are worth to them, it's very worthy to you. It means a lot to you. And then, after this explanation, Fulton Sheen explains what would happen to us if we were to refuse to worship God. Refuse to give honor and respect and love to our Creator. He says, We will worship something, even if we don't worship God. And that something is most often ourselves. It is in human nature to worship something. Remember, worship means to recognize the worth of. So it's in our nature to recognize worthy people. And if we're not giving our worship to God, we're going to give it to someone or something. And he says, more often than not, we give this to ourselves. Okay. It's all about me. It's all about number one. I'm the most important person. I am good at this and good at that. I have done this. I have done that. Look how much money I make. Look at my success. Look at this degree I have. We build ourselves up because we think that that will make us happy. And that is worshiping ourselves. In extreme cases, when we do this, we deny the fact that we are creatures and not the creator. Okay. And this is like a rose cutting itself off from the sun and the earth. Or a student denying that history can teach us anything. If a rose is cut off from the sun and the earth, it will die. If a person cuts themselves off from the reality that they are a creature and not the creator, they will also die spiritually. Sheen says they become hateful and mean because of this deep inferiority complex. He says, anyone who refuses to worship God is like a social climber. Okay, they're trying to climb their way to God's throne. They're trying to be God. And they know deep in their heart that they're not God. So then because of this inferiority complex, they become mean and hateful. And you can see that just Take some time to look around at people who never invest in anyone else, okay? And they never show respect to anyone else. And they never show respect to God, their creator. They tend to be very disgruntled people, right? We've seen this. I'm going to take a short break right here. I'm going to pause. And when I come back, we'll finish out this section. Be right back. Alright. Welcome back to section two of episode two. I just finished talking about 
what happens to us if we deny our creator, deny him worship, and worship ourselves instead. And now we move on to a little reality check. Fulton Sheen provides a little reality check in this chapter. It can be summed up as, God would still be happy if you never existed. Okay? God would still be happy if you never existed. God doesn't need you. God didn't create you out of need. God doesn't love you out of need. Sheen explains that we tend to love other people out of need, right? Because we're lonely or because we recognize that that person has something that we lack. So we want to be with them. We want to be around them. We want to show them love. We want friendship. But God doesn't love us for those reasons. If we didn't exist, God would still be perfectly happy. Therefore, God made us for our own happiness and not his. God didn't create us because he was lonely. He didn't say, oh, I'm so terribly lonely up here on my throne, and, and I'm just going to make some humans that I can talk to. And that, that'll make me happy. No, he didn't do that. He created us so that we would be happy. That we would share in the happiness that he already possessed, right? Furthermore, God loves us because he put some of his love into us. We came from him. We were created by him. He put some of his love into us, and he loves us because of that. God does not love us out of need, like I explained earlier. And Fulton Sheen also explains that being loved confers value. He says that if we say nobody loves me, it's the equivalent of being valueless. If I say no one loves me, what I really mean is I'm valueless. I have no worth. I have no value. No one has recognized my value. Therefore, the more important the person who loves you, the higher your value. God, the creator of the universe, loves you. Therefore, you are infinitely precious, Sheen says, because you are loved by God. But God is not infinite because you love him. God was already infinite. God created you to be happy and share in his love. He loves you because you are his creature. And because he is the creator and loves you, therefore you have infinite value. Okay, So that's a reality check. God didn't create you because he needed to. He wanted to. Okay? And he wants you to be happy. He didn't create you for his own happiness. He didn't create you to make himself happy. All right. Moving on to the next thing. Fulton Sheen also explains the difference between publicity and glory. He said publicity tries to create worth, while glory recognizes worth. And then he says, The church is not a publicity mill for drumming up trade for God's glory. It is a place where those who already know God's worth go to glorify him. Let me read that again. The church is not a publicity mill for drumming up trade for God's glory. It is a place where those who already know God's worth go to glorify him. Publicity tries to create worth where it doesn't already exist. Glory recognizes worth that already exists. That's the purpose of of the church. To glorify the God who already possesses worth. He already possesses glory. 
We recognize that, so we go to glorify him. We don't try to give him glory that he doesn't already have. That's what publicity does. Fulton Sheen also says, Publicity is artificial stimulation. It is the attribution of worth to those who have neither, who have either not earned it or who have no right to it. Film stars need publicity agents as toothpaste needs advertising. But did you ever hear of an American hero who needed a press agent? Praise is a byproduct of his worth. The hero has worth. So when you create publicity, right, it's to make other people recognize something that they would not have recognized otherwise. Okay? It doesn't already have worth that everyone recognizes. You try to prove to them that they have worth. Or prove to, to people that this thing has worth or this person has worth. That's not what the church does with God. The church is not going around trying to convince people that God is worthy of their praise. God is already worthy of your praise. No one needs to convince you of that. He already is worthy of it. People who go to church who have truly converted do so because they recognize that God already has worth. It's not because somebody convinced them that God was the best option, like this brand of toothpaste. Okay. If a person does go to a church because of some publicity thing, they tend to not stay there very long. If that was their only reason, they tend to not stay there long. All right, so that's the difference between publicity and glory. Next, Fulton Sheen answers the question, is God good? He says, many of us are like children who think God is not good because he doesn't let us do whatever we please. Because God has rules, right? Because God says, do this and don't do that. Some people, like children, think that God is not good. He also says God's goodness is in his giving to us what we need and not always what we want. So we would say a parent who lets their child eat ice cream for breakfast and stay up until four o'clock in the morning is not a very good parent, right? They're not giving this child what this child needs, okay? So we can say parents have a duty to provide only what is good and necessary for their children, not just whatever the child wants whenever the child wants it. So the point then that Fulton Sheen is making when he says God is good is that God is father and not dictator. Okay. God is father and not dictator. He loves us for our own sake and only wants what is best for our health and perfection. Yes, he will say no to certain things. Yes, he will say you shouldn't do that. But it's not because he said so. It's because it's bad for you. Because it won't lead you to paradise. It won't make you happy. It won't perfect you. That's the only time he says no to something. Like a good father would do. He's not a dictator. He doesn't sit on the throne and sulk because we didn't follow his rules. Instead, he sits and he watches us destroy our lives, reaching out every so often to remind us, I'm here, I love you, and if you would just turn around and focus on me, your life would improve and you would be happy. I'll close with this from Fulton Sheen, last section of this chapter. 
He says, most of us are unhappy because we never give God a chance to love us. We are in love only with ourselves. Say to yourself over and over again, regardless of what happens, God loves me. And then add, and I will try to love him. All right, humans, thank you so much for listening to episode two of Are You Happy? I hope that you stick around for episode three, and I hope that you remember God loves you, and have a very, very blessed day. (laughs) 